Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast. It is Friday, February 11th. In this episode, Manchester United continue to drop points, points, points. The relegation battle may have a new friend, but first, Mike, are you ready for some football? By that, I mean the Super Bowl in Tottenham. Yeah. Our friends at Chop Sports want to know what oh my are your God. thoughts. I want it to happen, not because it's a revenue generating uh, piece for Spurs, not because I want the Super Bowl to be earlier and I want to go to sleep, but because all these fucking knuckle draggers who don't know what the fuck they're talking about would have to be like, oh, uh, soccer isn't that gay, I guess. Shut the fuck up, you goddamn morons. It is such an opportunity, not just for Tottenham, but for the world. To be like, oh, the Super Bowl is a spectacle. We talk about it on the show all the time yeah. about how the Champions League final is like, uh, there was like 40 minutes of pregame. We have two weeks for the Super Bowl. This is our opportunity to show Europe, hey, this is actually how you do it this way, right? So ah, I, I see your point. I want I, it. I want and then it I have, And then I have a follow-up because it trucked in, and then we'll do the scores. But it's so interesting that like – I guess I've been to North London. It is a shithole shithole. So I want to know where they're going to pop up radio row, right? Like everything is so condensed. It's effectively right, right. having it's a it. big, well, they, they would do it like in London where they do the studios for the BBC. And right. Then they would, yeah. For the yeah, day of the yeah, game, they they'd would. go there, but they the, would. the idea like when, they, like, like when it was in New York, right. Or right. The New idea Jersey. of pre-gaming, they would just destroy London. <laughs> oh my God. I know. <laughs> I know. There's that. That's the thing. There's no parking lots. No, there's no. You no, just have to be in the streets. But there's pubs, right? So they would actually what they might do, which would be awesome, if they took over the number eight, if they took over the Billy Nick, and like right, all right, of these right, other pubs right. around the stadium, yeah. and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna give you. What do you usually make on a game day? Cool. We'll triple it. We yeah. own this pub today. Yeah. Right. Like. Now I do have a question. How big? And then we'll go into the scores. How big would a Premier League? playoff final b let's say they took the top four and just did one v four two three and then th- and then the winner of two three plays one four so w- you have to look at it two ways would it be for the last champions league spot like it is with, with no promotion? it would be for the title it would be for the title it would be it would be bigger than the super bowl immediately immediately but what if they moved it around the world and we're just like it's gonna be in singapore but you knew no. five years in advance no it has to be at wembley it has to okay but they, but the FA would be like, ah, 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 don't fuck with our money. Right, it, it might get in trouble Wembley. around things. I don't yeah, like I that it's it at Wembley, be, but it has to be. So they're talking about it in Germany to sort of break the Bayern Munich thing of tr- maybe having a playoffs in Germany to determine the champion. Uh, oh, you Play- mean it makes, playoffs make things more random? It, well, it makes the season longer because usually in Germany the season's over by now because <laughs> yeah, yeah. nobody fucking cares. Yeah, but what the question I have is: clear. Would the final wouldn't be two legs, but would the playoffs be two legs? Playoffs would have to be two legs. Yes. Then that means Bayern's going to win anyway. Yeah, and that means Liverpool's going to win. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, it I don't know. but but as long as you don't fuck with the Champions League, there's no difference between top four and finishing first. So who cares? Ah, how there's a trophy. The but well, so, I mean, aside from that, right? But so money wise, you, you downplay the actual first place finisher. Then, yes, right? Yeah, yes. I'm all for it. I'm absolutely all for it. Yeah, yeah. Especially I am not. I am not because right? my team finds ways to lose these. Fucking exactly. Games. You oh, are you time. you. Unequivocally, have the most to lose, and it's not even close. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll do something stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> All right. it's a great idea. 
let's get into the scores <laughs> yeah, and then we can talk about how yeah, I want to kill do myself. It for you. Okay, let us go through the scores. West Ham scratch and bite and claw their way past Watford. <laughs> One nil uh, with my boy and son Bowen scoring the winner. Good for them. Newcastle United welcome their new friends to the relegation fight. Everton, they played well. Kieran Trippier looking like Spurs Kieran Trippier uh. with the free kick. St. Maximin bossing it. If I can love St. Maximin more, I don't know how I could. Manchester United put up a 2.1 in expected goals to Burnley's 0.6, but draw at Turf Moor. Ooh, the Boo Birds are out. But the Burnliest a, Burnley game ever. Yeah, the Burnliest Burnley game. I do think, and I will talk about when we get closer to the game. And then Southampton, you can admit it. They fucking killed Spurs in the first half, like scary kill. No, no, no. And they no. win 3-2 on a Deserved. pretty good and fun game. Norwich winners. claw their way forward 1-1 with Zaha scoring an amazing goal and then taking the worst penalty I've ever seen. They should have won their game. That was the first time I've ever watched highlights and Gallagher wasn't in them. City, Cruz, they're at the point of just like, they're so good. They're so boring. They are now in Albert Pujols mode. They win 2-0 versus Brentford. Johnstone but don't cover. Back. They yeah. didn't cover. I thought about it. I didn't bet on them. They were two and a half. I've never seen. I mean, I haven't seen. They were two and, and a half gold favorite? Yeah, I haven't seen that since like they played Norwich. And I went. That is brutal. I feel uh, like Aston Villa cover. and Leeds in Gerrard versus Bielsa at Villa Park. It's tied on. It is a tie on expected goals and a tie on the field. 3-3. I think we have an emerging new English hero in Jacob Ramsey. He is incredible. And then Liverpool, dispatch of center backless Leicester City, 2-0 at home. Uh, Jota bosses the game, and regular service is resumed. I will add in, Chelsea advance to the final of the Club World Cup. That's where they were. Oh, and Arsenal win 1-0 versus the Kitty Cats of Wolves. I kind of had a feeling either it was going to be 0-0 or Arsenal would win 1-0, but they celebrated they a on. little bit too hard for uh, <laughs> for 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 uh, Wolves' uh, liking. But where do you want to go? You can choose. Well, United, you know we have to start. Or... We, we have to start with Spurs, and I don't want okay. to, and, and I just... Uh, that was brutal. Ooh, that one hurt, man. That one hurt. Um... I think there's a case before to you be- start. Can I go back one step? Yeah. Just let before you start on the lamenting about Spurs. <laughs> Southampton are really fucking good. No, they they're do not. This. They no, they're do. not. They no, are they're not. They have games like this where you're just like, so, where okay. the fuck is this team from? They ran the gamut of everything um, Southampton are right because in the second AWP. minute, Che Adams missed literally from as far away as I am from the fucking camera right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He missed. And he just bonked it off of Loris's like thigh, right? So Loris was good. Loris is always good. He's he was the really only good, he's the only consistent performer, save for injuries, yeah. over the last three years. Kane has come and gone. Sonny has come and gone. He has always been there when he's been in the lineup, right? Yeah. So I mean, he was really good. It's it, my heart bleeds for him. Thank God he got the the World well, Cup. I have a question. When was the last time Southampton had played? Oh, I don't know. I have no fucking idea. Were they in the FA Cup? Probably not. <laughs> yes, they were. Were they? They were. They, they must have lost. Yeah, I believe that they no, – I think they lost. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't oh, yeah, matter they, they, because they go into Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and uh, the uh, future – To be frank. The future uh, host of the Super Bowl. And they – so, so okay – 
back it up a couple of weeks on uh, De- December 28th. They play at um, St. Mary's and you guys get the shit kicked out of you and steal a game. No, no, we drew one, one. That was the game where they went down to 10 men. I think it was Kyle Walker Peters actually who got the red card. Yes. And then you basically, you have the, the unfortunate Kane offside, uh, which wasn't, uh, and then you just, they held on like grim death and they got a point out of it. Fine. So I really went into this game going, James Ward Prowse exists, but nobody else on their team is any fucking good. And that was one major miscalculation I made. <laughs> yeah. They're better than that. Broha or he's whatever. Good. He, well, he's not just good. What is he? He's a Chelsea Loney. And what a Chelsea <laughs> Loney's, what a Chelsea Loney's love. They, they like to love you. a game against Tottenham. <laughs> and so we're up 1-0. Everything seems to be under control. Ben Davies literally spins out in his own zone, in his own box. Right, but I, I, I take umbrage with that. There were chances after that. That was the first phase of the mistake that kept Southampton in the zone. Like, there was still chances to get out of that. Okay, but, like, sort of. Like, that was like, hey, kick, hoof it that up That was field. a clearance. Yeah, I understand. But there was a good 10 seconds, and you guys were still in position. Sure, sure. And and so he fit Broha. It falls to Broha. Really classy finish. Really. And it's 1-1. And I'm like, Chris, who we had on the show, Chris and I were talking about it. He was actually going to the airport, so he was watching the first half in depth. And he goes, this is like playing drunk FIFA, right? Like he was uh, kind of back and forth, you know post being hit. We never do this, but I'm going to do this because I want to give you a sense of how bad the first half was for you. All right. All right. I, I have to show you this because it's uh, – it's fucking very intense, okay? So we're sharing the screen. Oh, no, sorry. I'm going to share a tab. That'll do better. All right, here we go. Okay. That's a lot of shots and attempts in a row in the first half. So, okay. That's some fucking intense shit. All of that in a row. That's from there down, it's all Southampton. You got the shit kicked out of you. For, yes. for yes. sure. It was bad. Yeah. So, but it, it was, yeah, it was just an onslaught. It was, and it was, Hoybert was so bad again. He was like, so bad. Oh he was just giving the ball away left and right. And like, it was in positions where it wasn't an imminent attack. It what like, if you would have classified this in like fantasy, it's not an error that leads to a shot, but it was like an error that like, leads to like dangerous more, possession. Yeah. More and, time without the ball. Yeah. But like in the early stage of like our half like that's where the ball was always intercepted and the problem is that when you're going forward and you're trying to make a pass like that your players are moving with you so if you give the ball away in that position everybody's caught with their pants down so all right you ready are you ready for this yeah Here, here's how you know that fucking Hoyberg is bad he made 35 passes past attempts only one was progressive so that means a completed pass that moves the ball forward at least 10 yards from his furthest point in the last six passes. So he's not moving the ball forward at all. <laughs> right. Uh, he has carried the ball, but Winks is the far better midfielder in terms of taking the ball and moving it forward. He couldn't seem to... I My thing with Hoiberg is he's clearly better than this. And yeah. to me, it's he's had to play so much that maybe he needs a break. Maybe he needs a rest. I think he's in the Erickson phase of just like, can I just like not play? Because 
hindsight. <laughs> yeah. Because it seems like he was good under Mourinho. He sort of had some good roles. He and Sissoko, when Spurs played well, were the reason they played well. But he can't seem to move the ball forward. He doesn't seem to find anyone. And Spurs weren't really functioning in the midfield. And Romeo, Romeo, I never get his name. Oriel Romeo. Oriel Romeo. And James World Prowse, who are good midfielders, but not fast, just fucking dominated the team. And then again, Royal was just, I know Davies made a mistake, but Royal, he just, when there are goals given up, he seems to be within them. If there yes. are, if there are hockey assists for errors, he's he's the fucking yeah, Wayne Gretzky yeah. of fuck ups. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got a Trent Alexander Arnold quality to him without the offense. Without the quality, right? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you've got he's very upright. He kind of is always standing with his feet together, standing up, and you're like, you got to get low. You got to be side on. You've got to move these guys around. He's he's an oak. He's a right back. He is not a wing back. And by do by putting him in that position, um, you if, if, by the way next to Davidson Sanchez, who's no spring chicken either at this point. Uh, he's I mean I I'm like what are you doing here still? Um, which is weird because there was reports like Conte liked him, and I'm like stop doing this to me. You put him in that he's wing back still, position. He's still twenty five. But it, it invites liability, good. right? Like yeah, yeah, you yeah. say, "Hey, go get further up the field." And like we said, he's not Trent. He's not even Serge Aurier. And then it puts him in a disadvantage, disadvantageous position to defend, which is actually what he's decent at when he's playing a proper right back. Uh, right? Can I like, can I talk about the two James Ward Prowse crosses and goals? Yeah, yeah. You mean? Do you not know that he's out there? Like. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. He just like they were he did the same play twice in like five minutes. Like, what are you doing? So he's there. Stop he, it. He he literally drew comparisons to De Bruyne with those balls, and it makes a lot of sense. And I don't disagree. The difference is that De Bruyne has that freedom and creativity and that space because City has eleven stars, and you're like, I can't yeah. cover all of them like this. Yeah, but you fucking can through Southampton. <laughs> You just get a man on like, eight. Stop you that just, guy. Like, uh, here's, here's what we're doing. Hey, Hoiberg, just mark him. Just, uh, I don't care where they're going. Yeah. And mark him. Yeah. And, and so for those who didn't watch the game and didn't see, Spurs go up 1-0 uh, and Southampton tie it on a ping pong ball. They probably, each team has their chances. Spurs probably Spurs should have been 2-1 up. And Spurs then go up 2-1 and you think they've got this. You do because it's a and it's a great ball. Uh, speed down the wing. Lucas puts it into the box. Sunny really good goal. Really good sliding all of oh, it was good. Fantastic. Yeah, and at, it was at that moment, and we were talking during the game where I was like, I just missed Sonny. I know I say some mean things about him sometimes, but god damn it. When he gets oh, on the end good. of one of those, you're like, Oh, it's in. Like, no problem. But then you see the angle of his foot. I mean, he made it into like, the face of a golf club. It was just yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, he goes. He, he actually kicks it across his body into the side netting on the far yeah, side. I know. Really fantastic uh, finish. And then you go, all right, like let's go. We're okay here. And then for the whatever reason, changes come on. So Kulishevsky comes on from Mora. Makes sense, right? <laughs> and then uh, they take off Hoybier for Bettencure. Um, So I mean, hey, new guy, go follow number eight. I know you're you don't really know who he is, but just trust me on this one. Follow number eight. <laughs> Um, I don't know if it was that that was the exact change, but but he came on uh, shortly thereafter, 
and yeah just i don't know it, it, it's the ward prowse thing of just like come on man it's the four two 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 it's hassan hoodle's playing basically rangnick style hassan hoodle was hired by rangnick at red bull yeah uh, and salzburg so these are two this is the same style that people are saying oh uh men united can't play this but i give this credit to our friends at southampton they yeah. play as a team. They play as a unit. Salisu is fucking incredible. And if and if he doesn't get bought this year, he's going to get what next year. He's 22. He's the rock. Southampton will do it again. They probably he'll probably go to Liverpool to replace Van Dyke when he's 27. And then we'll be like, uh, but still, just an incredible team. We'll play as a unit. Fraser Foster being back in the side is amazing because he made a couple of really nice saves under the Pochettino era. He was the goalkeeper who was fucking killer. And then he sort of went into the wilderness when everyone thought, hey, everyone has to play out from the back. But your six foot eight goalkeeper who's built like a brick shithouse is not exactly game for that. Right. But uh, I've always liked him. I always thought that he was a really good goalkeeper. And I just liked the size of him. I was like, I'm not fucking with that guy. My team is all of a sudden tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I do. I mean, we've talked about Southampton in the past where they do fade down the stretch. But somebody had this team at 12th in their preseason rankings. Oh, and they're very close. They're in 10th. <laughs> so we have to talk about one more moment in this game. <laughs> one more moment, and I promise we'll move on. And I've got Arsenal right, nearly in fifth, so I am doing well. <laughs> right right after, uh, they, well, they make it 3-2 in the 82nd minute, and you're just sitting there, you're like, did that really just fucking happen? Oh, but, I forgot about the, the great and but powerful. Steven Bergvine fashions his cape. Oh, and he gets on out there. Where, what minute was this? And this was in the 83rd. Really, literally, as soon as the ball goes in, Conte goes, Bergvine, get your fucking ass up. <laughs> yeah. He takes Reggion off. Um, and in the 93rd Reggion minute. had a chance early in the game. He did. No, that's what I mean. Foster made a couple of good saves. In the 93rd minute, there were six oh, extra God. minutes, just like at Leicester. So there's a chance oh, for heroism God. here. You, you, you're you, literally saying there's no fucking way they'll do this again. That yeah. ended up being true. Steven <laughs> Bergvine. There's a pinball in the box. It falls right to him, bangs it home. And, and Good finish. He, Opposite he, foot inside of him. Yeah. He's got like – he's now – like that, that – I, I said it at the time. Lester, that game changed his career. Like you could see. He's like, no problem. In. Get the ball. Let's fucking go do it again. Like he was ready. And um, and it doesn't go – the flag does not go up for offsides, which made it worse because <laughs> they go to VAR – and he's oh. clearly offside. But there was a okay. moment where I was like, we're going to no, win this fucking no, game. No. And like, if they had just gone, yep, hold on. Everybody stop. Everybody stop. It's offside. No, Although he was, he was offside, though. I know. So I don't but the care. big news is they're actually getting near my dream of automated electronic offside that takes three seconds. <gasps> that would be okay. For the World Cup, maybe. That would be really, really fantastic. Because then it's just like, oh, done. Because right. the pausing and the waiting is the brutal part. Even though I hate all, I hate VAR, I want OVAR. I'd rather have none. By the way, just my thing. Oh, I know. Uh, I let's know. let's go into another friend in the top four. So clearly, your team doesn't want to be in the top four. The other team that thinks they're in the top four doesn't want to be in the top four either. And that's Manchester United, who draw one one. Yeah. Burnley. Uh, everyone and everyone hates Burnley. You can't like them. They're fucking evil. Uh, they're anointment, an annoying thing in the first half. Manchester United completely, utterly, totally dominate um, 
uh, uh, Burnley. They have 10 shots on goal in the first half alone. Burnley have none. And in the second half, uh, Mr. Deitch does get his, is Burnley the worst team in the league? Are they the oldest team in the league? Yes. But I don't think they're going to go down. Why? Deitch. Deitch no, lays they are. The, Look. Deitch lays the fucking wood on them. They come out and they play really good stuff. Uh, why, why, what's Hold his name? On. Why go their new player? Turns it on in the second half. He's six foot seven. He's got twinkle toes, and they get the assist to Jay Rodriguez. They get their goal, and they have Paul Bus scored early. I missed the first half goal. By Paul Here's Bus. why they're going down. And and I and again, I'm the I've always been the guy. Well, they have games at hand, and listen, they're performing. They've gotten draws. This point, straight. this point is valuable. The other it's, point was it not. Is, but it's not because you're not going to catch Newcastle. You might catch Everton at this point. <laughs> but you're not going to catch Newcastle. They're 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 getting it figured out, and their new signings are ma- are making the difference. Um, and again, like we always say, two wins makes a huge difference in this race, right? Look at Newcastle's last two were victories. They've gotten points from the last four. Norwich gotten points from the last three, including two of those being wins. Watford struggling. And Burnley is keeping their heads above I guess, water. I guess, I guess your question, your your point is, they're not better than three teams. Right, right. They can, they all could play better. But they're not better than the three of them. And that, I really think, three. at this stage, at this stage, I just, I don't see them. Look, they haven't done enough with their games at hand because the the paradigm has changed. Right, like Newcastle and Norwich went. No, no, no. Here's where the bar is now. And Burnley are like, oh fuck, we weren't ready for that. So like, they still have the two games in hand. They could still win both of them. They won't. But like, they just they 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 can no longer play Burnley draws, and that keeps us afloat because the the the, the game has changed to the point where Newcastle are playing to stay in the league. Burnley are st- are playing to not go down. Right, like there's the difference. And and I think that. And for, unfortunately, in this race, I think we're going to finally say goodbye to Sean Dyche and Burnley. But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to take. I'm just scrolling back the last five, six seasons. You got to have at least, at least nine wins. Where are they finding eight more wins? Eight more wins. That's a fucked up. <laughs> no, no, they don't need eight more wins, but they need like five. At least. At That's least. What I mean. They need five more wins, right? That's 15 points. That gets them to 29 points, and it's pretty it's close. Not enough. <laughs> I don't I don't think it'll be enough, but it'll get them close if they win five more games, which I don't know. I don't see it might be it might be one of these seasons where you need what's the number? 36, 35? Uh to stay up or or to yeah. just uh, to stay I, up. Yeah, yeah, thirty-five. So they'll need. It's not going to be forty. It has seven more, seven time. more wins, not not eight. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, is it mathematically doable? Of course, but I don't got, see them. Uh, those eleven draws are. Brutal. It's they're no longer competing against themselves with the games in hand because now they're genuinely competing against three other teams, and I just don't see them beating all of those all of those guys out. And, unless um, Everton, unless Everton craters. You're and right. We, we are seeing, by the way, we, someone usually collapses, and we are seeing our beloved Brentford really starting to have Ooh, a hard time. Yeah. They are they are they are winless in their last one, two, three, four, five, six games. They've dropped six in a row. Yeah. Uh, and 
nine of their last 11. Now, hold on. Let's stop on Brentford for a second. We said, and they came up, and they were our darlings, and we love Thomas Frank, and we're so interested. And what do we always talk about? How the ownership will not make a move if the performances are good, right? If the underlying stats say, ah, you were hard done by on those six-game stretch, you probably could have gotten two or three of them, right? I don't see a lot of that from Brentford, really. Well, I will say they had an XG of 1.3 and lost Wolves, and Wolves only had a 0.2. They had an XG against City of 2.2 and City against Manchester City. Against United, excuse me. Oh, United, they should have won. They got destroyed by Liverpool. That's fine. That's expected. They lost to Southampton. So one of of these five that they lost in a row, they could have won. They probably should have at least drawn, maybe won one of them. But, right, uh, and they're not—they're not in danger. No, no, right? no, no, not yet. Not yet. They're getting there. But they're not in danger, and so I—I I wonder if there's there's rumblings, right? Because you've seen the, the Everton the, question looms. Are right. Everton really that bad, or better yet, is Frank Lampard actually a good coach? Because the question I have for Everton, and I don't know. I need to learn more about Evertonians is how Michael Keane still plays is beyond me. He's yeah. awful. Yeah. <laughs> He's like a shit Harry Maguire and Harry Maguire's shit. Uh, and they signed players as much as we love Delhi, as much as we love Vander Beek. And we, and we love these are, know, these are players. reclamation they're projects. Theoretical. <laughs> they're, right. right. And they're not defenders. Right. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, whereas you see Newcastle, you can see Trippia and target have already changed Newcastle, mm-hmm. right? Already. They yeah. are already looking better. And that's before Dan Byrne has even gotten into the center of defense. So I feel good about where Newcastle is. And they have a talisman. I mean, say Maxman is just a guy you can hoof it to him. And mm-hmm. he just, he'll steal two games a month. <laughs> I mean, that's a he lot. Only needs, he only needs to steal one at this point, realistically. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I, I just, I, I wonder it is, if it is a battle. if Everton can, can kind of take their place, but yeah, Burnley, the only thing they've still got going for them too, and is in a draw, they have the goal difference right by a lot. So, yes. um, if they can get close, that's literally worth one extra point. The, the thing is the only teams that they're better than surely they're better than Watford and Norwich, but they have to catch probably. They have to beat them though. They don't have to like they have to. They have both of them on the schedule still. I don't know. Let me look at their schedule. I don't. Um, no, oof, that's a that, oof, that's tough. Liverpool, Brighton, Tottenham, Palace away, Leicester, Chelsea, Brentford, Southampton, Man City. From where are now, the wins? Where are the wins? There's not a point in that stretch. Yeah, they needed that. I mean, they'll game. they'll steal a point from Spurs because I hate myself, and they'll yeah. they maybe they'll beat Leicester, but God, they're gonna get. They got Norwich. What you do know we what? say? They need to get the six wins. They've got to beat Norwich. They've got to get a point versus Brighton. That last game of the season will probably be. Oh, I hope that's a good game. Like a massive, massive game. Well, they they still wait. They still have Norwich. They still have Wolves. They still have Newcastle. Basically, those are must wins. All of them. This is not. This is this is looking really bad. That now I know why their goal difference is what it is. They hadn't played Liverpool twice. They hadn't played Chelsea, City. Fucking no. like they're gonna get. No. You know what? Wait. Okay. Where are they now? They're at uh, minus eleven on April second, which is the last game of those that stretch that I just said. They're gonna be minus twenty five. 
Easy. Oh, there's two games they have to make up. They have to make up Villa and Everton. That Everton game. No, no, the Tottenham, the Tottenham game was a makeup. Yeah, but I'm saying on the schedule here, I haven't seen a replication of match week 19 or eight or not, 18 or 19. Okay. So they do but, have yeah, to yeah, make yeah. up. They have to make up Villa away and home versus Everton. Also, massive yeah. games. They basically have to beat all the rivals. They've got a Everton as a win, Brentford as a win. That's two. Watford has a win, that's three. Newcastle has a win, that's four. The, those are the games they've got. They're not better than Newcastle, though. They're not, but they could. They, you, at home, final week of the season to stay up. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, if yeah. there's a game that they have to win, that's the one they have to win. Yeah, anyway, no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. We did a lot of relegation battle. We should probably give some uh, points to our friends at Arsenal who get a win, but their boo birds and problems still show up. They're an undisciplined team, and Martinelli gets a red. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, a double yellow on a single play, which I don't think I've ever seen before. So he interferes on a throw-in after someone dispossesses him and he loses the ball. Then he slows down the throw-in, sort of pushes a the guy. Then after the throw-in happens, he runs half the field and just takes the guy out, and uh, he gets a double yellow on a single play. I didn't think right. he could do that. Uh, it's impressive, right? And so they have their struggles and whatever, but here they are. Here yeah, the they fuck are. They are in a shout, the fuckers. They have a point. They're a point behind. They're alone in fifth place because they have goal difference on Man United. A point behind West Ham for fourth with two games ahead on them and one game on United. So um, this is this is why the Southampton game hurts so much for Spurs because this should have been the conversation we're having about Tottenham and Arsenal. We were hurtling towards a North London face-off for the last Champions League spot, right? Just because based on how many more games in hand they have on United. So they could actually could have put United in the rearview mirror while they've had their wobble. And your, Spurs are like, we your- don't want to play. Yeah, your team's underlying quality is better, although Arsenal's is still got the stink of those early defeats that that really damaged their goal difference. They've got you guys are equal on losses. They have one more win out of their extra game in hand, so yeah. they're actually quite close to each other. Defense oh, yeah. is close. Uh, your scoring woes early are showing up in goal difference, but you've improved. Spurs have improved over the break, and you'd assume that they would get better. But like I said, with Arsenal, they are the youngest team in the league and have the most room for growth. And they mm-hmm. got rid of their oldest players. So they're actually even younger now. Yeah. They really have the lowest amount of age in the league. Um, and I do, But, I mean, you do have a concern up front. It's really going to be Lacazette and Enketia all the time. I don't know. I do fundamentally think that the loss of Aubameyang is not a loss. I think no, it's it's more he, he's he I checked out on that team a long time ago. He's not I wouldn't say he's like an Antonio Brown level asshole, but like he's an asshole. And he was his virus was going through the changing room and he was to the point like, yeah, I know that Arteta said you have to do that, but you don't do that shit. Like that's kind of the attitude that you yeah. can't have with young hungry players. That is yeah. literally career cancer to these kids because you see these guys chomping at the bit, doing anything they can to get minutes and to play for the shirt and all that. And Aubameyang wasn't doing any of that. He was sitting there I'm- making making high wages, walking in the door whenever literally he wanted and playing. And I so to get rid of one, him is a win. Yeah. I think the next one to go, I think that would that would 
is the last piece that needs to change is as much as granted Jacka is a pain in the ass, he at least fights and he does and they're stupid like he does dumb things but i think the last piece to move to kick them on is is the replacement for Shaka because he sure. still holds them back i i've always liked lacazette i tend to like him i'm sure arsenal fans don't like him but when i watch him he's active mm-hmm. he drops deep He's trying to link things. He right. talks to players. He wants to take penalties. So maybe he doesn't. He's not the greatest goal scorer. Like he's almost. He's at a per ninety of point two six, which is really bad for a goal scorer. You kind of want to be the really good ones are at point four, point five. Though like that, a goal every other game is really, really good. But overall, as a leader on the team, I like Lacazette leading the line, especially with Saka and. And um, Smith Rowe, whoever, whoever are those young legs that are running, they run off him all the time. Right, right. So I, I like where Arsenal are. I like where my bets are. I, you know, if you had to draft the rest of the season, whose rest of the season would you take? Now, I'm not putting you on the spot because you have to look at people's schedules. But to me, of these top six, whose rest of the season would I want? <sighs> Arsenal's probably have the most upside. Honestly. Spurs have the extra game in hand, but I mean, yeah, yeah. And Arsenal's not in any of the cups, which yep. helps. Yep. They got um, they, what, what I'll say is, though, Arsenal's game in, games in hand are against Liverpool and Chelsea. They'll lose so, They're not good enough. They are, like, they're not good enough. So yeah, it's the almost top, as the if... Top, the, top, the top three are so much better than everyone else. They're not well, really... Yeah, but, like, what, with the but when you look at the table, the, the matches played sticks out to you. And... Yeah. Arsenal, you would think, are in an advantageous position because they have two games in hand on West Ham and just a point behind, like I mentioned. But not really, right? Like, they're playing games. And and if City wobbles, this is, like, Liverpool and Chelsea. Like, those games are going to come in that, like, wobble area if it comes. But, like, the, no my point is that my point is that the, <laughs> the, the league won't be mathematically over yet when those games are played. No, no, no. I, I think I think I, I actually got scared. So we can go into Liverpool – just beating Leicester, no problem. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Oh, shocking. Leicester gave up a goal on a set piece. They never do that. They actually right. have given up 13 goals on set pieces. To put that into context, Arsenal have given up 25 goals all season. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, 10, on, 10 on corners, which is just an incredible number. And I understand Rodgers being like, fuck it. Let's just not play any center backs. We're giving up goals anyway. At right. least Soyenchu won't be running around with his head chopped off and his samurai uh, piece on. But Liverpool are scaring me now because they got their good lineups in. Well, they got of, through it. They Well, they got through it, but now they're adding. <laughs> and, like, they've got, yeah. they've got the horses, man. They've got, like, they do. Thiago is back, and, and, and their young midfielders are all coming through. You can see the path forward. Now they've got Jota. Now they've got more depth on the wing. They can slowly start to ease Mane out. Because he's probably been playing too much, I would assume that it'll be Jota, Diaz, Salah, every Firmino, and Mane will get cleared out, and they'll they'll have that change in the front that they've been dying for for basically two years. This because is a tough stretch for City too. I'm not worried about City. No, no, no. Well, going through like I said, the early April, you don't have much of a challenge in the Champions League, which is fine. But you've got Spurs, which is an El Dushiko, which is never never fun for you guys. Everton should be a, an easy one. You've got United, Palace away, and then your beloved Brighton. 
all waiting Those for are, that you know what? April Palace 9th showdown. And Brighton are fucking tough. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, those are real games. And then April 9th, if you wobble, here comes Liverpool into the Etihad. So it's that's your season. City have got to have a nine-point lead going into that game. I agree. I agree. Because if it's six and it goes down to three, then oh. it's fucking squeaky bum time. <laughs> it certainly is. Drink. We said the name. Um, <laughs> right? Because I don't want – I don't want – you know what? Just, you're just saying that. I know I am the biggest fucking pussy loser ass hat ever. I agree. I, I do not trust City at all. Still. <laughs> I, what I, I would Pat. say to answer your question of who in the top six, whose schedule would I like the best? Because I was just kind of walking through it. United. Yeah, but they've been, but we said that a month ago and they squandered it. Yeah, but they they're still, like, I mean, they play you they don't play like that. They don't have much, an easy right. schedule, but they don't have an easy schedule. And they have a they have a kind of a tough road, but like you know, it's you never know, in a row. Yeah, you know where I am. United, I have turned now. They're just not good. It's three coaches. They just don't have the players. They're literally just not like they're as like I feel about Spurs and Arsenal and United. There and West Ham, no, not West Ham. Arsenal, United, and Tottenham are equal. There's no difference between them. So it's going to be whose plan can come into play. And I trust, I think Tottenham now has the best coach, probably has the weaker of the three squads in terms of upside. United is probably the weakest of the three. And I, you know, I like Arsenal's youth, but that's only because I just like the idea of youth. And I do think that Arteta has won every power struggle that has come through. He's gotten directors of football out. He's got from from coach to general manager, sorry, to to manager. He's now got Aubameyang out, whoever bought him, whoever backed him, whoever gave him that contract. He's out. He was just in the the U.S. during the break to talk to fucking Conte and to the Kroenke. So he's consolidating power in himself, and he's young and has energy. Yep. So, I mean, I don't think they probably don't have the best squad, but it's starting to be more cohesive where you can see the wins and you go, when they play the big teams, they'll get beat, and that's fine. But you don't see those drop-off, like, this Wolves game was a dangerous game for them, and I think that's why they celebrated so much. Because they were like, yo, this is a game we would have lost because mentality-wise, we wouldn't have been up for the fight well but think about it It, it, it's a it's a it's a paradigm shifting game for the top the top middle of the table if you will right it's It's separated it says hey wolves no actually you don't have a seat at this table they're not yeah they're not and i think wolves losing track one of the things i this is something i wanted to talk about one of the things i think happens in transfers is what is the psychological value of your team being boosted what does that say to the team, right? What does it say to Wolves that you're where you are and we're doing okay? Yeah, but we're going to sell this guy because we really don't think we can do anything. Or on the other side of, of it is we're we're Liverpool and we're really good. We're second in the league and we just got the best player in Portugal yeah. on our team. And you can go, fuck, that's awesome, right? Yeah. Or for instance, like I think the, I think the Grealish purchase – Really, it was one of those things where people were like, "What the fuck?" 
<laughs> right? Or had it been Kane, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck you guys. Well, but, yeah, I mean, even though he's so not really, different... he's not really done much for City. So I think it's, I think it's temporary. One, whatever the effect is, is fleeting. But two, um, there's different ways. If it's a player that you feel like is at a position of need, it spurs the whole and team. Better out. than your guys. And better than you guys, it spurs the whole team on. Everybody's like, fuck yeah, yes. this guy's going to come in. He's going to make a difference. Yeah, it's With not Grealish, Chambers as a booster for defense. Right. We're just if, like, what? But if Grealish <laughs> comes into your room and you're Manchester City and you've got Foden and De Bruyne and Mares and Sterling and all these guys who are basically at Grealish's level, you go, what do you got? What are you doing here, dude? Like, you cost $100 million? Why? We have four of you. <laughs> yeah. So we could have used one of those shiny things, but we didn't. Again, we got another I, one of I, us. The the I do, and I had said this earlier in the year. Grealish is not for this season. Grealish oh, is, I know. is is decline of De Bruyne insurance. Although he's not scared. As- they got scared watching the Euros, saying shit. We got to go at him now. Yeah, because I don't think that they thought it was conceivable that Kevin De Bruyne would just be washed. Right. Because he's oh, getting absolutely shit, watching him in the in the, in the belt in the Euros. Absolutely, that was possible. Yeah, he got his ass kicked. But I do want to talk about another amazing game. Uh, we did give a little short shrift to Everton being pulled into the fight. We talked Newcastle and Trippier, and they really battered. I mean, they put twenty shot, ten shots on goal. So Eddie Howe's got his team playing really well. I think Newcastle. I think St James's Park will be a huge advantage, and I think I think Newcastle might pull away. I think that that positive juice it seems like mm-hmm. Trippier's taken the team on and grabbed it and said this is how we fucking win i was just coached by simeone i have ptsd i'm just happy to be here <laughs> and i'm allowed past the midfield line yeah i mean I'm, I'm very happy to be here but aston villa three in a thriller against leeds really good fucking wow. game uh daniel james i wonder if united might want to use him now now that he seems to have got some confidence about finishing. This was the third time that Leeds tried to get him. He finally is on the team. He's finally shooting and scoring. So now we were worried about Leeds and we were worried about Bamford, but it seems like they've found some goal scoring. Mm-hmm. But Aston Villa, again, this one they blow because they do. They are Big up time. 3-1. Coutinho fucking making a difference, setting up Ramsey twice. Mm-hmm. Ramsey out of the midfield, 19, 20 years old. Out of out of their academy, he's one of their own. He looks like a motherfucker who likes to score goals, and it looks like Gerard has been like has looked this kid in the face and said, "Listen, you brummy scum, I'm Scouse scum, and this is how we do scum." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and really pushed him on, and he's got a swagger to him. And again, you know, there are teams that we love. There are things that make an impression, and I just get the feeling from Villa that something's happening. They're adding in the right places. I think the next spot will probably be as much as Mings feels like a heart and soul guy for them. He seems to have at least one fuck up per game that you're just yeah. like, my guy, does Salisu go there and just mm-hmm. fucking take Villa into the top six? And should you be worried? Ooh. Should Spurs be worried? I mean, Villa historically are the fourth team in England. <sighs> it's no, United, it? Liverpool, but... Arsenal, Villa. No, but uh, by the way, I'm talking about you. over a hundred years. When you go, when you say, should Spurs be worried about Villa? Should Spurs be worried about Newcastle? You know, yes. who Spurs, you know who Spurs should be worried about? Spurs. Fucking Spurs. Okay, <laughs> there's more than enough there to keep them busy. So I don't want to hear it. Like we're gonna be ninth next year. 
it, listen, it could happen. It could happen yeah, very know. easily. There is, there is not a uh, Kane succession plan. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, but I really like this game. Uh, it was really enjoyable. We know how we know how leads are going to play. This was up and down. If you look at the the shot chart back and forth, it's literally back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> so it's an amazing game, uh, worth watching. I really just love fucking Gerard's Villa just playing really well. Uh, Daniel James, three shots on target, two goals, less reliance on on Rafael, uh, but still no moves for Leeds. They're going to hang on and let Daniel James carry them to the line. They won't go down. I'm still curious about what Aston Villa are going to do around Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings. It appears they can't play together. It doesn't seem to work when they do. So that'll be someone who has to move on. Does Watkins leave? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe it's Watkins to be to sort of fund all this. He's a runner. He's not a great finisher. He's in the Danny Welbeck mode of badasses. He's a better finisher than Danny Welbeck, but you know what Danny Welbeck theoretically is. Uh, I mean, I like him for any team. Like Spurs would be good with him. He's got that Englishness. He's got that fight, but does or do they move Ings? Would you want Ings at Spurs at this point? No, no, no. He's made of glass. Yeah, he's but he's he's a guy that if you can do fifteen minutes when you're down, kind of guy, he's still an incredible finisher. Yeah, he has yeah. all the shots. Right, he's got the spin. He's got the overheads. He's got the sh- tight space. He's got the movement. He just can't stay on the field, <laughs> and it's a problem. So let's go to let's go to Saturday's games real quick. There's not a whole lot there. Um, there's two for me uh, if I look at them quickly. It's the early game on Saturday. United and Southampton. Can That's Southampton it. keep it rolling? United Dude, have a wobble. They're very suspect right now. They're so um, up and down. Southampton. I want to say a Southampton. I want to say Southampton. I mean, away makes it tough, but they just went to Spurs. I don't trust them to put in two performances in a row. Uh, in three, three, four days. No, I agree. And it's, and it's Southampton and Spurs and United are the qualities. The quality is different. There's a gap there, obviously, but, um, but they're very up and down. They're very unreliable, right? Like I, like after a, a really a shit kicking of Brighton uh, in the FA cup, I was like, you guys Spurs were really gonna, good. Spurs are going to take it to Southampton. They're going to, they're going to beat them by multiple goals. I took them minus one and they're, and they're going to kick on in this top four race. And then here we are. So, um, what do you what do you what do you think the what do you think the line is for Southampton? For Southampton against United, yeah, money line. I would say they are probably plus two fifty or so. I'm going to look plus right now. Sixty four sixty. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, That's yeah, a lot. okay, it is a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot of cheddar. Um, yeah, I. Uh, I like a draw in this game, I think, and just because I don't trust United or Southampton. So, but the, it was it was interesting to see them. And I think I heard either it was Hassan Hoodle or something along those lines. Like, like we took advantage of Spurs when they were ahead because we knew that they would play passive from you know from from uh, a leading position. So I don't know that that'll be the case with United. I don't know if they'll be ahead late in the game. Um, there's but so yeah. much. The, the thing is, it'll be a meeting of minds. I do want to give credit to United, and this is something I don't like to do. They've really yet to put two halves together 
they are playing better. Yeah. <laughs> like there is something happening. It is clunkily going together. Uh, I don't, I think Maguire is kind of a problem. He's being asked to do something he can't do, which is being the covering defender. He needs yeah. to be the one who's aggressive and just doesn't think. He mm -hmm. needs to be the Soyenchu and let Varane stand back. The problem is, like I said before, they're both betas. Neither of them are real, doesn't strike right. me as a leader. Like I would feel better with Maguire having Ramos next to him than having him with wow. Varane. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but Ramos is bad at this point. But like, yeah, he's, just in he's, terms he's of just, old. just in terms of here, you stand here, or like if Tiago was with Maguire, Maguire I think would be better. Uh, I think you sort of see that that pairing where Maguire should be in front of Varane moving around, and Varane should be like, "You stand here, I'll cover you," because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, two other, three other games actually, I could probably find some interest in uh, on this uh, Super Bowl weekend. Which, by the way. Um, NBC Sports sent us a hot sauce package. I How like did you signed get up. That? How did I, I don't get that? fucking know. I signed up for this thing and it was like, uh, oh. do you like the NFL? I was like, no. Like, do you like do you like the Premier League? I'm like, quite a bit. And uh, and they're like, okay. It was just this like form, and I had no idea what I was even signing up for. And uh, Wednesday before the literally right before the match, knock on the door, and it's a package from UPS. And it was I I think I should just picture it, it was yeah. like three hot sauces. They're pretty good, and I love hot sauce. So I was like, this is fucking awesome. Uh, so shout out. To I, I NBC mean, I see, I see lots of good games. Honestly, thank you, NBC Sports. We'll take anything that you send us. I think Brentford um, Palace. That's could one, be good. That's the next one I was going to go to. So it, they're they're next to each other in the bottom mid table, if you will. I guess the top of the bottom. If you the lower you middle class that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Brentford at home. These are two teams that no matter who's home, it's a tough place to play. I want to still believe in Brentford. They're starting I'm to running out of this. gas on yeah, Brentford. Yeah. I think, I think so, Palace, I don't know. Palace, Palace should take this one. Palace are really, really good. Yeah. Uh, they, their goal difference doesn't really show their quality. They're actually better than their numbers show in terms of their points. Mm -hmm. um, I think United Villa now is a really fucking cool game, especially at St. James's Park. Uh, I think Gerard gets these kinds of things. I think his team gets events. He understands crowd. They're an emotional team. I think Villa... Crystal Palace, I mean, Villa, Newcastle on Sunday could be a really good game that I would tune into. And then I think your team's game is is a big one. Yeah, I think Wolves against Tottenham, I could see a draw, a, a scoreless draw happening. But so, I think it's a big game for you. No, I do. Here we go again. <laughs> I do think Spurs will take the points. And here's why. Wolves sort of had their dick kicked in the dirt a bit. Like you said, they're not feeling the juice after the Traore sale. Mm -hmm. And Conte... Conte might have killed someone after that game, and it probably was Emerson Royal or Pierre Emerick Hoybier. But so, what? What? Where's Skip? I thought you guys were better with Skip. they. They they rotated him out. I don't know exactly why. Did he hurt? Um, no, I just have I we mean, seen. I think he played seen, in the FA Cup game. Have we seen Winks Skip? Uh Has yeah, we field? have, and and it's it's serviceable for sure. But I think that that was the changing of the guard the other day, where it's like, all right, we can't do this shit anymore. Um, yeah, I, I think I, you'll I, see Doherty. In the yeah, right wing back yeah, position. Yeah, I certainly hope so. By the way, it's an old game for him. It's his, his old club. Oh, so I think oh it's, it's one of those games, yeah. He'll be charged up for that. Um, and then I think that leading the line, I think that Sonny, Kane, and Lucas have looked great, frankly, which is I kind agree. of weird to I say. Agree. Good group. So I, I think that this could be a multi-goal, multi multiple-goal victory for Spurs. Not because there's all that great, because there's really not much to write home about with Wolves at the moment. I know that they've got a strong defense. 
but I think that they're just kind of in between yeah. like modes right now. Yeah. Um, so there he goes again. Well, we'll, maybe maybe well. we'll see Kulishevsky and Betancourt just take those roles and just. Be like, I'd like. To, I don't think Kulishevsky is going to walk into the team. I think Betancourt could right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think Kulishevsky is in a perfect spot. And I, I didn't think someone I didn't, off the bench. I didn't think we we'd need Dyer badly, but he's going to have to take one of the left or right back. He's spots. got to take one of them. Yeah, I mean, I think like maybe I think David Romero spot. has been good, right? Like Romero has been good. It's just, but he's not a great defender. He he needs to be in the middle. Well, no, you're victim of Sanchez and, and Dar uh, not Darty and uh, Davies on either side of you. Like, how good can you really be? So, um, I, I if he gets Dyer next to him, who Dyer, they're both sort of that alpha, but I think that they would communicate well. They haven't played much together um, because because uh, Romero got hurt pretty early in the season. So I'm curious to see how that would work out. But I think that that would create some stability, and especially in a front three, uh, a back three, I should say. Dyer then, does have the ability to step forward into that hybrid DM CB. Yeah, role. yeah, yeah. And then I won. And then I wonder this Leicester Wolves game would have been a uh, Leicester uh, West Ham game That'd would be have massive, been usually interesting normally, but this is um, this is weakness against strength. I would say I, that, West Ham. West Ham. Okay, you want to take the fucking best bet of the season? Yeah, West Ham to score a goal on a set piece against Leicester. Book <laughs> it. Know. Find it. However you do it, yeah. I promise you, they will score a goal. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, yep. it's just going to happen. <laughs> and no, it's going to be Socek. Sorry. Even book it. Socek no. to score in a header. Antonio. <laughs> Antonio is uh... – and then how do we love – how much do we love my friend Jared Bowen? You love him. You love him. He's, he's a fucking hurt. legend, dude. He's great. He's great. He's on – what is he on now? I think he's – I think he's like – I gotta look now. Jared Bowen for Golden Boot. Actually, let's see. I'm actually curious how the scoring race is, is shaping it's, up. It's Jota and Mane. And, oh, and right. Yeah, that's not fun. Oh, now now he's on seven and seven in the league. Uh seven yeah. goals, seven assists for Bowen in yeah, all comps. In all comps, he's seven and seven from a winger is really fucking seven good. seven's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That puts him in the top five of production, goals and assists, I think. Yeah. In all competitions, he's eleven and eight. Yeah, uh, and then a, a goal, goal plus assist per ninety at point six, which is really fucking good. Yeah. So he's providing, he's scoring, and he came from fucking Hull City like Robertson and Maguire did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think you're running out of gas. Uh, I've I'm, I've been out of gas for a while. Let's okay. Wrap it up. Okay, that was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. We are the football wing of the Chop Sports Network, and we'll see you on Super Bowl Sunday with the Chop Sports boys. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a show. And Mike, take a rest, take a lap, take an eat, and uh, pray for pray for Spurs. 